Welcome back, everybody, to the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jerry, the Fantasy Football Know-It-All. I can be found on Twitter, at FFKnowItAll. You can email the show directly, knowitallfantasyfootball at gmail.com. I hope you all had an amazing weekend. Uh, hopefully all of your players remained healthy. It was a uh, it was a good week for that. There were not a lot of high-profile injuries. There are a couple that we'll talk about before we dive into the studs and duds portion of the podcast. Uh, hopefully your teams are on their way to a championship, whether they are 4-0, and 2-2, 3-1. Even if they're 1-3 or 0-4, oh it is still not time to panic. You can write the ship. You just have to be... As I've mentioned over and over again, patient and um, work the waiver wire to your favor. And we'll talk about waiver wire targets later as well. But the hope is that you have done your due diligence so far to set your teams up for success. Like I said, we'll talk about studs and duds today. We will also talk about a handful of waiver wire pickups that you might want to target when waivers uh, clear in a day or two. I do want to talk about two injuries really quickly. The first one, David Montgomery. We still don't know the extent. He did leave the, uh, exited the game against the Lions. He was having a heck of a day. Uh, day. He uh, had two touchdowns, 109 yards rushing. The Bears did the smart thing. And I know that's not a naggy thing to do, but they handed the ball to their star player. I understand that, you know, the hopes are high that Justin Fields will be a superstar in this league. You know my feelings on that. I'm not going to get into it in detail now. But suffice it to say that Montgomery was on his way. He could have had a third touchdown if he had remained in that game. But even so, he rewarded his owners with a great performance. And let's just hope that he's not sidelined for too, too long. Um, if you and we'll talk about Damian Williams later, but if uh, if Damian Williams is on your waiver wire and you don't already have him as a handcuff to Montgomery, make sure that he is a priority for you this week. He also was hurt uh, and removed from the game, but that is only thought to be a thigh bruise. He does not appear to be in danger of missing any action coming up. So again, if Montgomery misses time, Williams should be the if not the three down back, at least getting the most touches here in the Bears' backfield. And another injury is Jimmy Garoppolo. This is only a a bruised calf, so we don't know if he's going to be sidelined. Jimmy himself said after the game that he expects to miss a couple of weeks. I don't know. This almost sounds like a narrative to get Trey Lance a little more involved. Lance did come in, and we're going to talk about him in a minute. But um, he, on film, he looked a little shaky, though the numbers will not really speak of that. But I'll get into more on that um, in a minute. Before we get into anything else, I do want to remind you guys that the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast is a proud member of the Skull King Podcast Network. Visit www.skullkingsports.com for coverage of all major sports, Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, of course the NFL, all collegiate athletics, NCAA football, basketball, you name it. There is also a MMA section there as well as boxing and all forms of auto racing. So make sure you check it out, www.skullkingsports.com. There is also 
a pretty extensive fantasy football section. So there are tools there that you guys can use to get yourselves uh ready to make a move mid-season here buys are coming in a couple of weeks make sure your rosters are stocked so visit www.skullkingsports.com for rankings and other options for you now when we talk about studs the first guy here that i'm going to talk about is somebody that you know i was skeptical of and i still am to some degree but there is no denying that Corderell patterson is a focal point of the Atlanta Falcons offense. Six rushes for 34 yards, that's not going to set the world on fire. But when you tack on five catches for 82 yards and three touchdowns, well, then you have the RB1 for the week. And he is only second to Derrick Henry in uh, as running back on the season. And that is in all formats, but especially true of PPR. So keep your eye on that. Um, I don't think he'll keep that type of production up sure he can be a starter for you especially a flex if you need him but he is somebody that I feel is a a sell high candidate you might be able to package him and and a wide receiver say him and Robert Woods for example and maybe you can get yourself somebody who's been struggling that is really really good Nick Chubb, for example, comes to mind, maybe Uh, perhaps even Aaron Jones. I would have said Jonathan Taylor, but he had uh, a better performance this week. So just keep that in mind. Obviously, you're winning uh, your weeks if you have Corderell Patterson in your lineup, and there's no reason to take him out, but he could be somebody that you want to sell high on. Saquon Barkley. I mentioned how the 10-day layoff between the last game and this game would do him good, and it sure did. The Giants looked really good as a whole this weekend, even with all of their injuries. Barkley was 13 for 52 on the ground with a touchdown, and he also had uh, caught five of six targets for 74 yards and another score, finishing um, very high. Uh, I think he was the running back two um for the week at least and he should be locked and loaded as a top 10 option for you barring injury uh, as the season progresses Debo Samuel another really good game for San Francisco eight catches 156 yards and two touchdowns it has been a super start for Debo he was thought to be second fiddle to Brandon Ayuk but it doesn't look like that's going to come to pass now I don't know what that means with Trey Lance taking over and for how long that's going to happen but Debo Samuel is a must start at least for now given the numbers that he's putting up for you Matt Ryan falls into this category and he was one of the guys I mentioned on the last podcast as a as a guy that you might want to not start so I was wrong on that assessment at least for this week although I don't think this is something that's going to happen week in and week out this week however he was 27 of 36 for 243 yards and four touchdowns. He's not going to get four touchdowns every week. Calvin Ridley got involved in this game a little bit as well. So Matt Ryan showed that he still can get it done, but he is so hit or miss that he's not somebody that you can rely on again week in and week out. Quarterback is deep, so if you do have Ryan, perhaps you have another option that you can go back and forth with and just play the hot streaks and the matchups moving forward. You certainly don't need to bench him. There are worse options than Matt Ryan, but he is no longer a top 10 or top 12 option at the position. And the fifth, 
guy I want to talk about here is Sam Darnold. Don't look now, guys, but Sam Darnold has become a top 10 option at quarterback. He's running touchdowns in, which is huge when you're in a four-point-per-passing touchdown league. I don't know if this is going to continue, but right now, he seems to be grasping the offense in Carolina. He has weapons around him, even with McCaffrey not out. DJ Moore helps a lot with that, as Moore is poised to be a top three option by the end of the year. Sam Darnold is somebody that you can stream. He's available in a lot of leagues. Pick him up if you need help at the quarterback position for a little while, maybe to fill up a bye week or whatever. Or maybe you had Ben Roethlisberger, or um, maybe you had some of these quarterbacks that got injured. Maybe you're in a deep league and you had Jimmy Garoppolo for some unknown reason. Then Sam Darnold is definitely somebody that you can and should pick up that would be able to slide right in there and you wouldn't even miss a beat. You might even get an upgrade at the position. Now, the duds, this is the first stud on this list, is not somebody that I expected to be talking about at all, given the circumstances surrounding the game, and that's Tom Brady. Brady went to New England, we, we knew, at least we thought, that this was going to be one of those games where Brady went ham with, you know, three touchdown passes, he broke the, he did end up breaking the um, all-time yardage mark there with a pass to Mike Evans in the first half. But Brady was really, it was a non-Brady-like performance. 22 of 43 for 269 yards. He did not get a touchdown. I think that surprised all of us. It sure did surprise me. Luckily, I have other players on my team with Brady that Brady didn't kill me this week. I still ended up winning, but certainly not because of Brady. He'll bounce back against Miami next week, so I'm not worried about Brady at all. But the thing is with him, he is touchdown or bust. Yeah, he can get you a lot of yards, even with 269 yards. He only got 10 fantasy points because of the lack of touchdowns. Travis Kelsey. Now, this one surprises me. On a day where Pat Mahomes throws five touchdown passes, Travis Kelsey puts this stinker up there. 23 total yards on four receptions. You know, days like this are few and far between for uh, Travis Kelsey, so you're obviously he's he's loaded and and you're you're starting him every single week. You're not even thinking twice about it. You're going to have to live with these. Unfortunately, he still is tight end one by a long margin. Miles Sanders has totaled 40 yards on nine carries in his last two games combined. Now over a three game stretch. He still hasn't even hit 100 yards at 95 yards on 22 carries. He hasn't reached the end zone at all this year. I don't know that that's going to start anytime soon. The Eagles are so bad that they are going to be behind in a lot of these games. There's a lot of garbage time going on. Kenneth Gainwell, um, who we will also talk about in a few minutes, is somebody that is the third down back in Philadelphia, so he's getting a lot of the passing game work, and of course, uh, Jalen Hurts is running the football, so Miles Sanders is somebody that should be on your bench until further notice. I don't think you drop him yet, but he could be teetering on the edge of, of dropability very, very soon, and the dog agrees with me, as you can hear him in the background seconding that. Another Miles I want to talk about, of course, is Miles Gaskin, and my God, He's cuttable at this point, and I like Gaskin a lot. I just don't like the way he's being used. This team is terrible. I mean, you, you, Tua went out, 
but Brissett is a lot worse. So this is a team that you really don't want any pieces to the offense. Maybe Mike Kosicki as a tight end is so bad, and if Brissett's going to throw to him, when Tua comes back, things could change. But for the time being, for the immediate future, if you need a roster spot, don't even hesitate. You can get rid of Gaskin. He had two carries for three yards this week. He didn't even have a catch. I don't like the way it's trending for him. He only has one game with double-digit carries on the season. So yeah, Miles Gaskin is actually a drop for me uh, in most formats. Dalvin Cook, nine rushes for 34 yards. You're not dropping Dalvin Cook. You're not even benching him because he can go off at any given time. He is banged up, so you want to look at that. If you have Madison, keep him in the wings, but Madison didn't look any better in this game anyway. But if Cook plays, you're starting him, and I don't expect this to continue unless he has a lingering injury that sidelines him for multiple games. The last the last bad performance I really want to talk about here is another guy I was high on, and I still am. It's just the circumstances have changed. C.D. Lamb put up a two-catch performance on five targets against the Carolina Panthers, which follows up a three-catch, 66-yard clunker, really, against the Philadelphia Eagles the week before. Now he's too talented to cut. You obviously drafted him to be a wide receiver one or a high-end two. You're going to have to start him and hope that Dak throws the ball a little bit more than he has been. But my fear here is that the Cowboys are changing the way that they do things because they are being successful running the football. Zeke even though I know he, and and you look at the stat line and you say, well, he looks great. He really doesn't. He has lost a a step or two off of his um, fastball, if you will. And I'm not worried about him because they use him so much that he's going to get the goal line work and he's going to get these yards. And even if he does split some time with Tony Pollard, that doesn't really matter here. The Cowboys are successful with this formula. It's going to continue. Lamb will have his games, obviously. I mean, Cooper had a pretty good game this week, so I expect Lamb to get his. I just don't know about him finishing as a uh, wide receiver one if he's getting this type of volume. For those of you who run a business, you most likely have an outdated website set up if you even have one running at all. That's where the folks at Bove Design come into play. Let Robin Company show you all the tools they have available to set your business up for success. Whether it is a website built from scratch, designed for your business, or just additions to the one that you have up and running, a banner ad, maybe some support, or even some graphic design and artwork like the logo I have set up for the podcast, Bove Design has got you covered. Make sure you visit them on Instagram at bove.design. That's B-O-V-E dot design and let rob and company take a look at what you have and give you an idea of what they have to offer to help you and your business you will be happy that you did all right so the waiver wire is interesting this week there's no there there's one actually glaring name and i I mentioned him earlier and that's damian williams he should be the number one waiver wire target of everybody out there, whether you're the Montgomery owner or not. Now, he could be unavailable in some leagues. There are two leagues I'm in where he's not even available. I actually traded for him as a Montgomery owner on Sunday before the game was even over. 
and then he went out with a thigh bruise, so I was like holding my breath for that, but hopefully he suits up. I needed that insurance policy. But uh, Damian Williams is only a year, well, almost two years now, removed from basically being the Super Bowl MVP. I know they gave it to uh, Pat Mahomes, but Damian Williams, in my mind, should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl uh, in 2019, and he didn't play at all last year, so his wheels aren't as old as they might seem. Sure, he's not going to be somebody like Saquon Barkley. He's not talented that way, or Christian McCaffrey. But he certainly is a, a fine running back, too. And he's going to get the uh, volume there in Chicago if Montgomery is out for any uh, any length of time. Kadarius Tony is another guy that I feel you need to target and target him now. He is talented. He looks great. He got more volume. Sterling Shepard is out. Darius Slayton is out. Kenny Galladay, yeah, he's there, but he's often hurt. This could be the Kadarius Tony show uh, moving as the as the season progresses. He's not owned in more than four percent of leagues, at least on ESPN. So make sure you get him now before he booms and then becomes unavailable. This one's not attractive, but Brandon Bolden seems to have assumed the James White role to whatever that's worth in New England. Five catches, 51 yards. He got you 11 fantasy points. Again, a not attractive option, but if you're hurting at running back, he's a fine flexor running back too for you if you need it. Michael Carter, another running back. Now, he's rostered in almost 60% of leagues, but still he is slowly getting to the point where he's getting 60 to 70% of the running back work in New York with the Jets. Now, the Jets are a terrible team, but still, if you need running backs, you can do a whole lot worse. Michael Carter is somebody that should be rostered, at least. If You may want to leave him on your bench for a little while if you are afforded that, but if you have a desperation play and need somebody to assume a running back role, Michael Carter is out there in, in basically 40% of leagues. Trey Lance. Um, now, Trey Lance becomes a must-start only because of his rushing ability. In one half of football, he got you 24 fantasy points. Running the football, throwing the football, they're going to do some strange things there with him under center. I do expect Garoppolo to be out at least one to two weeks, and if Lance does well, he may just take the job and run away with it. No pun intended there, but... Um, yeah, Lance should be rostered at the very minimum, and he could be a start for you if you're looking for a boost. Maybe you're 0-4 and you need something, a spark, to to uh, to kickstart your team into a, a winning mode. We all need that, right? So Trey Lance is definitely somebody that could do that for you, and he has the capability, like Jalen Hurts did last year, of getting you and carrying you to uh, to the playoffs. So now's the time to strike on this kind of stuff, guys. Emmanuel Sanders, last two games, 10 catches, 162 yards, a pair of scores. He's still out there in a lot of leagues. Pick him up. Samaj P. Ryan. I didn't mention Joe Mixon because I talked about him over the weekend, but Mixon is week-to-week -week, uh, with a uh, with an injury. We don't know exactly what extent it is. It is, uh, I believe, his knee or his ankle. Um, we'll talk more about that as the week goes on, but Mixon is not expected to play at least this week. P. Ryan is out there in the majority of leagues. He looks to be the, the guy that will be uh, getting the majority of the work for Cincinnati. Kenneth Gainwell, I mentioned him earlier as well, in the last 
two games, he's got 12 targets for 90 yards for whatever that's worth. So in PPR, he's kind of that Naeem Hines type of person. He did get a touchdown this past week. So he's the passing downs back in Philadelphia. They're coming from behind in a lot of these games. Definitely somebody you should look at. And I do want to throw a tight end in there as well. Dawson Knox, four touchdowns in the last three games. He's averaging five targets a game for one of the higher-powered offenses in the NFL. Josh Allen looks for him in the red zone. So, yeah, Dawson Knox, guys, I think is somebody that, if you're tight end bereft, if you're somebody who plays the streaming game, pick up Knox. Knox could be an every-week starter for you. Sure, he's a little boomer bustish, but unless you have one of those top five or six tight ends, everybody's boomer bust at the position. He's somebody that I really feel could... Um, pick up steam as the uh, as the year goes on and we'll talk about Dalton Schultz in that same vein Schultz is somebody that is higher rostered than Dawson Knox and possibly a better option at the position but make no mistake about it Schultz is the pass catching tight end for the Dallas Cowboys Jarwin blocks a little bit more so I think that he separated himself a little bit in that regard and again unless you have one of these top four or five tight ends, you can do worse than than Dalton Schultz on a week-in and week-out basis. Well, guys, that will do it for the Waiver Wire uh, podcast. Again, it's a little bit short, a little bit sweet, but there was uh, a lot of information in there. Hopefully, it's stuff that you can use as the waivers will will clear over the next couple of days. Now, of course, there was the uh, Charger-Raider game that is on as I'm recording this, so I don't have any information on that. So if there's anything that we need to talk about from that, I will cover it on Thursday. But that should help you at least get an idea of what's on the waiver wire, depending on your leagues, of course. And now's the time to make sure that your bench is rock solid. You don't want a bunch of question marks on your bench. Sure, if you're 4-0 and you're really confident in your starters, you might be able to play that game, but it can backfire on you and things can go sideways quick. Build up your bench, don't play games, and make sure you're just setting yourselves up for success. I want to thank all of you for tuning in as you do every week. I, From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. You guys, most of you know who you are. We talk on social media all the time. My phone blows up on Saturday and Sunday, and I am happy to provide that information for you. And just keep in mind that it's still not time to panic. If you're the 0-4 team, get yourself right. Build yourself up with the waiver wire. On Thursday, I'll go over some early bird waivers for the following week that you might want to stash and see what happens with those. We will also talk about some streaming options. I'll go over the injuries more in depth, and we'll talk uh, buy low and sell high candidates. So make sure you check that out as well. Thanks to Kevin, Chris, and Temi for the amazing music, Matt Bacon for the original concept and color scheme, and of course, Rob at Both Design for the amazing logo. I love all of you guys, and thanks again for listening. I will catch you guys on Thursday. Make sure you keep doing everything that you can do to annihilate your competition. See you later. Never will forget.